0: of jesus from down under this is nick Kurita, your host today welcome to the program i'm very happy to be with you again and please stay with us because today i've got a special guest again like every time today i've got uh, a young uh, man roland welcome to the program roland Thank you, Nick. It's uh, really good to be here. Roland, I was thinking to say your surname, but I think I'm, I will give up and I will let you say it. <laughs> it's uh <Tal-o-me-vao-a-mit-o-na-i. laughs> That's uh, a good choice for me not to say it, you know. Yeah. Welcome to the program, Roland. I'm very happy to have you with us today. Uh, Thank you. For this program, In the Footsteps of Jesus. Mm. This is a program which features uh, your walk with jesus Mm. your story and i'm very happy to hear your story in the next uh, few minutes Thanks. would you like to share with us a bit of your background first Mm. and uh, after that we'll get straight into your story yeah Mm -hmm. thanks nick um yeah so currently uh, married
1: um no children been married for going on 20 years uh, coming up in a few weeks time will be my uh, anniversary 20th anniversary so I uh, really thank the Lord for that happy anniversary thank you thank you <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah look, looking forward to that celebration um, but yeah uh, I was born in New Zealand uh, my parents are from Samoa and so um, I guess by definition I'm a, a New Zealand Samoan I can speak English and Samoan couple of languages uh, although um, I've probably been in Australia going on 24 years now so uh yeah, during my life, I've I've lived uh, most of my childhood in New Zealand, finished off my high schooling in Samoa, and then I've been uh, pretty much in Australia uh, for the last 20 or so years, 20
0: plus years. Now, Roland, you are in Australia mm. for that long, and what's your purpose to be here in Australia? It's a good
1: question, Nick. Um, I guess for myself personally, um, uh, my wife and I, we both feel really drawn to New Zealand because uh, our family uh, live in New Zealand. Uh, but I guess the reason why we are staying here in Adelaide and in Australia, I guess, is, uh, here we feel called, uh, by God to serve Him here in Adelaide, and uh, the roles that we're serving in. I'm, I'm currently working as a pastor. And it's, um, yeah, we just feel that, that God has sent us here and, and He wants us to be here for a bit longer. And, uh, we enjoy Adelaide. It's a wonderful place to live and a
0: wonderful place to serve God. And, um, yeah, having a lot of fun. That's very good, uh, Roland. You said that you're a pastor and uh, you serve uh, right now uh, with the Seventh-day Adventist Church yes. uh, in the conference office. Mm. Uh, what role do you have? So um, my role, uh, the title is Youth
1: Director. And I guess what it means is I run uh, youth events like summer camps and youth rallies and Bible camps for young people and leadership training for local church youth leaders. So um, yeah, effectively, it's, it's running um, uh, events and programs for ministries for, for young people and young adults. Mm. Yeah.
0: Now, I may ask you a couple of questions during the program, but right now I would like to hear from you mm. your story, how you grew up, how did you get to know Jesus mm. and following God with everything what you do? Yeah. Hey, thanks, Nick. Well, I guess, um, yeah,
1: for myself, I'm 44 years of, of age and I was born to a Christian home. Uh, my mum and dad were both uh, are Christians. Um, my mum was a practicing Christian, but my dad was a, I guess you'd call him a backslidden Christian, but he believed in God. And then uh, one of the greatest spiritual influences in my life was uh, my grandmother who lived with us. Um, she was like a, a spiritual rock in our family. So I grew up um, going to a Seventh-day Adventist church as a young person, you know, really enjoyed church, hanging out with my friends and things like that, and um, at, at a very young age, probably about. You Know seven or eight, um, I felt called to be a pastor. You know, I felt that when I grow up, you know, I'll be a pastor and and I'll give my life to the Lord, you know, just serving, serving Him and serving people. But I guess at, at 15 years of age, um, yeah, I woke up one morning and at 15, I think it tends to happen with teenagers, you know, I felt like you know, I, I knew everything there was to know, and um, uh, my mom and dad would give me advice, and I thought I knew more than my parents and more than God. And, and unfortunately, because of that, um, I, I ended up walking away from God and also, you know, I stopped going to church as a young person and, and that began my journey sort of of living life apart from God. And, and I guess um, for the next, you know, six years or so, I did what the average, you know, young Australian person would do, you know, without God in their lives. Um, it wasn't like I was breaking laws or doing anything like harming people or things like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I looked to make myself happy and, and, you know, the different things that, that many people turn to now to, to make themselves happy. That's where I pretty much found myself. And, um, I guess one of the wake up experiences in my life was, um, I, I was actually here in Adelaide in Australia, um, South Australia to study i um, had a full paid scholarship. Um, so I was studying, finished my high schooling in Samoa. I got a scholarship to come to Adelaide, South Australia. And so I came here, all expenses paid, you know, scholarship to, to study a bachelor in commerce at Flinders University. Uh, but unfortunately, just because of the stage of life that I was in at the time, I didn't do much study and, and did more partying. And I guess, uh, the end result of that was after two years, uh, I flunked out of uni. And I guess for myself, that was a bit of a wake up call because, um, yeah, I always felt that, you know, the life was easy. I'd, I'd come, get a degree, get a career, make a lot of money, and and I guess you know, flunking out of uni was a bit of a wake up call for myself. And um, it was actually during uh, that time that I started to think about God a lot more. One one of the experiences that I had was um as a uni student. When I, when I flunked out of uni, I went back to New Zealand, and and I ended up you know visiting my grandmother again and catching up with her. And one of the thoughts that just sort of hit me when I went to say goodbye to her to come back to Adelaide was um I just had this feeling that my grandma had always been a strong lady, and yet when I said goodbye to her, she was frail and she was old. And, and this thought just hit me that, wow, you know, if anything was to happen to my grandmother, I probably wouldn't see her again because at that time I wasn't walking with Jesus. I wasn't following Jesus. I was uh, just pretty much, you know, being my own, my own God and doing what I wanted to do. And I guess, you know, the Holy Spirit kept working on my heart and within a period of a few months, um, at the end of that year, at the age of 21, um, I recommitted my life to Jesus and and came back, you know, to to serving Him. And I guess um, one of, one of the things that, that really encouraged me to come back, um, growing up as a young person, I, re- I used to think that, you know, Christianity was, uh, the upbringing I had was you know, very much focused on rules, focused on religion you know, the things that you, you know, you do this or don't do that. And one of the things that, that really inspired me to come back um, as a Christian was just hearing the gospel, I guess. Yeah, like I would have heard the gospel growing up, but when I, at the age of 21 was probably the first time I fully understood the gospel and the fact that, you know, that God sent his son to die on the cross for us because he wanted a relationship with us. And, and I guess coming back for the second time, you know, into Christianity was... Uh, a different experience for me it's experience is probably more focused on the relationship having a relationship with God um as opposed to sort of you know God wants me to to sort of follow his rules obviously you know when we're in a relationship with him we start to live our lives according to to God but I guess yeah just reflecting you know um with God um you know when Jesus was asked what was the greatest commandment in the Bible you know he he shared that the greatest commandment was to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love others as ourselves. And I guess for myself, um, yeah, just just feeling the freedom and the joy that comes from knowing that, that God loves us is pretty much one of the primary or well, the central things in my life that 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 really motivate me to to live for God. I guess uh, being a Christian's really helped me to answer, you know, some of the questions that, that a lot of young people struggle with. Um, who am I? Do I really matter? Where do I belong? Um, I guess for myself, you know, when I became a Christian, I realized that, uh, whereas at the time, you know, I tended to, um, look at, um, the material things in order to, to find my self worth. Um, following, you know, following Jesus really helped me to realize that, that I am worthy, not because of what I wear or what kind of car I drive or how much I earn, uh, but my worth is actually I uh, found in the fact that God is my father, he's my creator, he's my God. And um yeah, so that really helped me to answer the question, who am I? And I guess, um, you know, I'm, I was God's son, that really changed my life. And another thing, you know, um, where do I belong? Uh, being a Christian, you know, I, I realized that as God's son, I belong to his family. You know, I'm a part of the family of God, so it really helps me to just yeah give that sense of security that comes from knowing where I belong. And then even to the question of you know do I really matter? Um, again, um, the significance I have in life is found in in serving God and fulfilling His plan and His purpose for my life. When I think of God, um, yeah, He's just been such a blessing. Um, really helps me. For instance, uh, earlier on this year, uh, my dad passed away. He passed away in May, and then a couple of weeks later, my uh, my, my wife's um, dad also passed away, and it was a pretty tough time in my life. And um, really missed my dad. He was sick for a long time. Um, and what happened was my dad passed away on a Monday, and then on a Tuesday I went to to organise a van because uh, my dad passed away in New Zealand, and a lot of family were coming over to New Zealand, so I needed to hire a van just so that yeah we could transport the family members around. And as I was chatting to the lady at the um, at the car rental place, you know at the end when I went to collect my keys and I was about to leave and. And she said, um, you know, you have to be one of the happiest people I've ever served. And uh, when she said that I was just thinking to myself, I reckon that if I told her that my dad had just passed away the day before, that she probably probably would have been shocked and and again it's um some people have this idea that when we follow Jesus or when we walk in the footsteps of Jesus it's gonna be a holiday and you know, everything's gonna be fine and everyone's gonna live happily ever after. Uh, but that's not what being a Christian is about. You know, being a Christian is is not about having a God who's like a Santa Claus who's just, you know, whatever we wish, whatever we want, he'll be there to give it to us or, or, or provide it for us. Now, being a Christian means that, you know, even when you go through the ups and downs and, you know, you lose loved ones or, or relationships might break down or, or you might, you know, you might get a sickness or a terminal illness. Uh, being a Christian is just having the peace and the strength it comes from knowing that whatever challenges we face we don't have to face it alone because God is right there for us and um and yeah so really really just um claim the promise you know Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 10 that he has come to give us life and give us life abundantly or life to the full and i can really say that since i've made the commitment to to walk in the footsteps of Jesus um life really is better for me I mean you know materially I'm I might not be the richest person. I may not be the most famous person. I'm not famous at all. Or, um, but I'm definitely, you know, I often say that um, if there's a competition to find the happiest person on earth, man, I reckon I have a really good chance of winning mm. because uh, just having Jesus in my life just gives me a joy, confidence. Yeah, it just it just makes it gives my life meaning, gives my life purpose. And and I definitely, if there's someone here who's thinking about checking Jesus out or thinking about, you know, whether they should follow Him or not. And I'd encourage you to to follow Jesus because He definitely makes a difference in your life.
0: Mm. Yeah. Roland, uh, you just mentioned earlier that um, uh, you wandered mm. away from God for a while, mm. uh, but you decided to follow Jesus uh, at a young age, you know, 21 mm. Did you find peace with yourself uh, when you decided to follow God? Was that different? And how, what was the difference mm-hmm. in, in that experience? Because I presume that uh, while you were uh, leaving God behind, to say mm-hmm. so, you experienced lots of things in life. You're a young person. You did lots of things like the young ones, mm-hmm. uh, which you think that you have the whole world uh, at your feet, you know. That's right. What's the difference to be following God, be a mm. Christian, and to enjoy the life? As yeah. So many people will say.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah there's, a, there's a story
1: in John chapter four which sort of highlights, you know, my experience. Um, Jesus says to a woman that he meets at a well in a Samaritan village. Um, you know, she's they're talking about drinking w- water, and um, Jesus says to her that that if she drinks the water from this well, that she will be thirsty again, but the water that he gives. Uh, she drinks that water. She will never thirst again. And I guess that, that pretty much sums up my experience. Um, when I, when I was living life apart from God, you know, I tried the many different things. Um, you know, money or, or alcohol or recreational drugs or, uh, promiscuous relationships or, um, yeah, the things that people normally say, you know, when you do this, it makes you happy. And it's true. It doesn't, it did make me happy for a while. But the thing was, uh, it never satisfied me. So in other words, you know, I'll be happy for today or happy for tonight. But then when I woke up the next day, there was, was just an emptiness. Or, and I guess, you know, when you ask the question, like you know, what what's the difference? You know, I can genuinely say that, that when I gave my life to Jesus, uh, not only was I happy, but I was also content. Mm-hmm. I, also, um, I also I I also had a satisfaction that I hadn't experienced since I was a kid when I was, you know, following Jesus as a kid. And, and I love the way that, you know, Paul, Paul, Paul says it in, uh, Philippians chapter four, that he's learned, um, the arts of being content, you know, whether he has heaps or has nothing, whether he's hungry or starving, you know, whether he has heaps of clothes or whether he's naked or cold, um, that he's learned, you know, the secret to be content in all things. And, and that is, you know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I really believe that, that, um, um, sometimes, you know, I mean, if I'm honest with myself, you know, um, I'm a consumer like most other people. You know, most of us have been, you know, pretty much follow the, the lie. Well, I believe it's a lie, you know, that, that if we want to be happy, we need to have money and material things. And, and yet, um, again, um, if you were to ask yourself, you know, how much money do you need to be happy? I love the way one pastor puts it, you know, most of us would answer, you know, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And I'm sure most of us would think like maybe five years ago, Maybe five years ago, we might have said to ourselves, you know, if I earned this amount of money, then I would be happy. And maybe some of us are earning that amount of money now, or maybe even more than we were hoping for five years ago. But has that made us happy? Has that given us satisfaction? Or do we want just a little bit more? Um, I guess for myself as a Christian, having Jesus there, yeah, he just fills, fills me with joy. And, and mm. I can, yeah, I can honestly say that, I'm happy, I'm content, I love life, I love waking up every day, I love what I do. I feel just so blessed Um, rather than sort of thinking, you know, um, about all the things I don't have. I'm I'm always just so grateful to God for the things that I do have. Mm. You know, I have health, um, a place, a warm place to sleep, food to eat every day. In fact, a bit too much food. Um, Yeah, so many blessings, so many things that, that I can be happy and grateful for. But I guess that's a big difference for me, Nick. It's, um, before God or without God, um, I was always looking for something else to make me satisfied. Uh, with God, I found satisfaction. I found contentment and, and total happiness. Yeah. Mm.
0: Roland, um, it's time now to take a short break. Sure. Thanks. And, uh, I know that, um, uh, you would like to play a song, uh, which you'll enjoy to listen to. Sure. Uh, what's the title of that song?
1: Uh, the name of the song is, uh, Prince of Peace and it's by Hillsong United. And, um, I play that song, you know, over and over a lot of times in the morning when I'm getting ready for work and that. And I just love the words of it. Again, just focusing on, you know, that when we have challenges or storms in life, that Jesus is a Prince of Peace and Mm -hmm. Jesus says himself that, you know, that he gives us peace that goes, that's beyond, um, understanding, a a peace that's not from this world.
0: And, um, that's why I love the, I love the song. And this is in the footsteps of Jesus from Down Under. Please stay with us. We are going to take a short break playing a song, but uh, don't go anywhere because we are going to be right back with Roland, hearing his uh, story and also his dreams, vision uh, to serve God. Come back in the footsteps of Jesus with Nick and Roland. Roland, um, we enjoyed about your story so far, and um, now I would like to just uh, bring it a little bit closer to us. You know, here you said at the beginning that uh, you serve as a pastor with Seventh Adventist Church here in Adelaide, South Australia, and in a role of the youth director. Mm. In the first part, you share with us that um, you wandered away from God at some point and uh, tried to find, uh, you know, satisfaction and happiness in life, but you couldn't find, find there really, uh, you know, fulfillment. And uh, when you were 21, you have an experience with God and you choose to follow Jesus. I would like to ask you a question right now. And if you'd like to take us further, with what's your purpose? What are your dreams to serve God, to follow Jesus in the footsteps of Jesus? First of all, serving as a pastor uh, with the Seventh-day Adventist Church, why do you choose to be an Adventist? And what that means for you?
1: Mm. Thanks, Nick. Um, definitely, um, so I was born into a, an Adventist Christian family as a young person. And, and I believe that, you know, that the Adventist church has, uh, a a really good biblical understanding of scripture. Um, and I guess, uh, yeah, one of the reasons why, um, I, I love being a, a Christian first and foremost, I guess, is, um, maybe, um, yeah, the way I see it is, um, I'm a Christian first and foremost. And then, um, maybe the Adventist is like, my tribe or, or or the group of people that uh i guess doctrinally you know i i have a a good affiliation with um i i guess um yeah one of the things that i think most christians you know believe and understand that at the end time you know there'll be great deceptions um you know with with regards to um the devil and um and one of the things um yeah i really appreciate that the uh adventist churches is, is i believe that they have a a really good understanding of of some of the things, some of the questions, like you know, um, what happens when people um, die, and and also the issue of eternal hell. I know a lot of people get turned away from Christianity because of the teaching of eternal hell, and um, the Adventist churches, amongst other Christians, who believe that um, maybe more so that you know that at the end, that there is no sort of a place where people will be tormented forever and ever, um, but that God will um, as it, the, m- the most famous verse says, you know, John 3.16, that for God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, and whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so, uh, for myself, you know, I believe that 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 verse sums up what will happen at the end. You'll have one group of people who will perish, and one group of people who will live forever.
0: Mm. Um, mm. I mean, the reason I ask that question, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes it's difficult uh, Uh, you know, to really express, you know, yourself uh, in the community, you know, with believers, you know, because lots of people uh, in these days, they say they believe in God, you know. Mm. But I wonder why are so many uh, beliefs, so many churches, you know, and uh, because you mentioned earlier you were born in a Seventh-day Adventist church, Mm. and I was wondering if you wouldn't be born in a Seventh-day Adventist church. Would you still choose to be an Adventist or is that a revelation for you uh, mm. to be an Adventist? I'm not trying to say that the Adventists are better than uh, other mm. Christians. I'm just trying to find out uh, what do you have in yourself which you can share with the world mm. um, through the understanding of Bible in the Adventist church. Yeah. I guess... Uh So, so I I grew up a Christian,
1: and and when I left and when I came back, I I pretty much checked out a lot of things for myself. I guess when I was a child, you know, my faith was the faith that I received from my mom and dad. Uh, But when I came back at the age of 21, uh, you know, I I checked out um, not any um, Christianity itself and different denominations, but also had to look at different religions. And and for myself, being a Christian is pretty much the, the, yeah, it's the religion that makes the most sense to me, or the faith system that makes the most sense to me, and um and I guess for myself, um, yeah, when I think of Christianity and just the key teachings of Christianity, I really believe it can be summed up, um, in Jesus, um, you know, the great commandments that he talks about. In fact, I often, um, share that, that the whole Bible can be summed up in, in seven words or three sentences. Uh, the first sentence is God loves us. The second one is love God. And the third one is love others. And I think that's what Christianity really is about. And, uh, I guess for myself, you know, following the footsteps of Jesus, you know, my my whole motivation, everything, everything begins and ends with the fact that God loves us. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I love God so much is, um, you know, He loves me when I, when I follow Him and walk in His footsteps faithfully. Um, but when I trip up or when I fall down or when I walk in a different direction, um, God's love is, is still there for me. And, and it just really, um, yeah, it just amazes me how awesome God's love is, is for all of us. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, that, that really causes me to, to love being a Christian and love following Jesus. And then the fruit of God's love for us is obviously, you know, um, our love for each other, our love for one another, our love for fellow human beings. And, and you see that again when Jesus was here, one of the things he really emphasized and focused on was the need to, to help people and to serve people and to make a difference. And then, um, and I guess, um, yeah, also God's love for us, um, creates within us a love for him. But yeah, I guess myself um yeah the, probably one of the, the main things I appreciate about, you know, being an Adventist Christian, like I said, is is just that the whole concept of, you know, that God loves us so much that He wants to give us eternal life. And and unfortunately that if, if we do sort of resist that, that rather than, you know, torturing us forever and ever, um, you know, that he will that he will uh yeah, just um let us rest in peace
0: mm-hmm. uh, yes Roland look um, we may need to come back to have another <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, talk uh, because time is against us like always, we sure. struggle with time and we are coming to a close right now mm-hmm. um, but just before we, we are closing do you have a message for the people, for our listeners out there, if you like to, to share uh, briefly just in, in your sentence there uh, what would you say to our listeners
1: yeah I'd just like to say to them that you know that, that God does love all of us and as John 3:16 says it's so true you know he loved the whole world but he didn't just talk about his love he actually showed it and proved his love to us you know by dying for us on the cross and that the reason why he sent his son Jesus was that yeah that whoever believes and receives him Shall not perish, but have eternal life. Um, growing up as a young person, I used to think that I had to be good enough, I had to earn my way into salvation. Uh, but the Bible is so clear that the gospel of Jesus Christ is that you know we all fall short of the glory of God. Uh, we would never be good enough for God, um, but because of His great love for us, you know Jesus has paid it all, and and all we need to do is just to believe and receive in Jesus, and we will have eternal life. And then the rest of our lives, you know, God will fill us with His Holy Spirit and help us to become more and more like Him. But uh,
0: yeah, thanks, Nick. Thank you very much, Roland. Uh, may God, God bless you mm-hmm. and be with you in your ministry and help other people to know God and to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Thank you. Until uh, next time, uh, I would like to wish you all God's blessings to all of our listeners. And please don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.